Hey, what's going on, everyone? Yo, yo, this is Eddie Marcus here, the Average Sports Guys podcast. So today is episode 79. Yeah. Yep. And let's see, man, we've been gone for a couple weeks. Yes, sir. Um, I went on my last vacation to uh, St. Croix. Stop lying. You were doing a GQ modeling shoot. That's, that w- that's the whole reason you went out there. That was kind of funny. <laughs> um, that is not the reason I went out there. But nonetheless, I mean, it was fun. So, like, my, yeah. my, my major takeaway, so, like, moderately disappointed in the sense of, so, like, the pictures you see online, if you Google St. Croix, like, when you get there, that's really all you see. And mm-hmm. as much as I, I enjoy going to, like, the Caribbean and, and other tropical places like that, like, the mm-hmm. biggest takeaway I always seem to see, I, I guess you'd say, like, common theme is just the fact that it's just a lot of poverty. Okay. And... While, you know, they always say, you know, you should make no apologies for being able to, like, afford to do things in life, right? Right. And and I I, I would agree with that. But just seeing just, like, yeah, just that poverty, it's almost like, how can I have all this fun and, you know, spend money no matter what it costs or whatever? And then you see these people, like, living in squalor. You know what I mean? For and sure. Part of it mm-hmm. was due to like Hurricane Maria back in 2017, which like devastated the island. Even even the resort, you know what I mean that that mm-hmm. I stayed at. It was like you can see that it still needs work, you know, because they were scheduled to reopen after the hurricane. I want to say in like early 2020. I was telling you before we started recording, mm-hmm. but then due to COVID, they didn't get anybody. Like nobody could travel there or whatever. So. You know, they were scrambling to try to get open, you know, once restrictions were lifted and stuff. And so you can kind of see that there. And then partially, like, you know, went during the off season. It was like the beginning of their, like, off season. So it's like a lot of things, um, not necessarily at the resort, some at the resort, but just some on the island in general, I think, are closed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, there's certain, like, restaurants and certain other places that, that I wanted to check out that were just closed for the season. You know, that's the time they do like maintenance or they themselves take vacations X, Y, and Z. But I mean, overall, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a great time. It, for was, sure. it was fun to just like get away, like, mm-hmm. especially from work. Like there's a lot going on. It's Absolutely. Like crazy busy. Um, you know, so to kind of break up that routine was fun. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to act like I didn't have a good time, you know, because it was. It, yeah, it, for it sure. Was. Now, coming back sucked, right? Because we got delayed leaving St. Croix. Wow. And they were like, get there three hours early. When I tell you that airport is probably no bigger than my driveway, like that airport was so fucking small. And I was like, man, we didn't need to get here three hours early. So anyway, we got there three hours early. We're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Then like this bad storm rolled through, which then delayed our flight, which we had another three hour layover in Miami. So that wasn't a big deal. Right. And we get to Miami. Then our flight was supposed to leave at 919. It didn't take off till like basically midnight because our incoming crew, the the pilots were on one flight and the flight crew was on a different flight. But both were coming from like South America or something. Oh, wow. So they got jammed up in customs because that was the same weekend Southwest had like the nine, whole eight, eight, nine hundred flights canceled. Just shut down. Yeah. And all that stuff in, in super delay. So like everybody mm-hmm. was funneling through customs and um, there was some bad weather, I think, in Florida before we had got there, which right. delayed other flight. Yeah, it was just a mess. So we didn't like like I said, we didn't get wheels up until pretty much midnight. So wow. 
And it's not a long flight from Miami. I think it's like really two, not two hours, two and a half hours, something yes, like sir. that. So by the time I got home, it was in like late in bed. It was like three thirty, and I was supposed to go to work the next day because we had like this all hands like you know company meeting type thing. But I just was so drained. I don't even think I woke up to like ten o'clock. Mm. So, but yeah, so traveling home was bad. Yeah. But overall, like I said, it was a good experience for man. sure. And it sucks. Like I had to record the Washington game that was that week we played the saints. Mm -hmm. So I legit just turned off my phone on Sunday, mm -hmm. like all notifications and stuff. And I had text everybody like you and my other buddy, Andre, <laughs> my friend, Adele, everybody, uh, uh, Chrissy's brother, every, everybody who would normally text me updates about games. I'm like, bro, don't don't say like nothing. not not this week. Like I'm traveling. <laughs> um, I heard I heard some people in the airport like talking about scores and stuff. I had to get up and walk away. <laughs> I didn't want to hear the wrong score. You know, so it just was like, <laughs> yes, and, sir. And 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 that happened to me once before. Like I was, I remember coming back from Puerto Rico in October, mm -hmm. and it was it was like on a Sunday, and I was in the airport. I believe that year we played the Chargers. And I was like, fuck, man. So I had to record the game, and I just was like, I don't want to hear anybody <laughs> talking about scores or whatever. But, right. yeah, man, but all that. And then last week, you you had a lot going on with work, I, I believe. So much going on. There's just a lot, um, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of, you know, having to navigate school around COVID and what that looks like getting somewhat back to normal. Um, it's just a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, Fortunately, I mean, we're still pushing. Um, our school's still trucking. You know, parents are awesome, and they're, they're understanding and empathetic to a lot of the situations that are going on in our community, and we're just going to continue to do our best to keep it pushing forward and making sure kids are learning. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I've just been working and sleeping. Like, lately, I've just been getting home at 6.30-ish. I'll be home later tonight because I'm potting right now. And then eating dinner, taking my dog out, and then getting a shower and going to sleep. Um, like I was telling you before the before the show started, like, so um, you guys don't know, but my parents are both retired. They don't live too far from me. Um, they went to a restaurant last night, and they got to my door like 9, 30, 10 o'clock and was, like, trying to hang out. And I'm just like, I got a job, unlike you guys. <laughs> like, you guys are done working. Like, stop partying and go home. Like, I, I need to sleep. Right. And then I wake up the text messages like you didn't answer your door, which is making sure you're OK. I, like, <laughs> you, do you understand the nature of my gig? Like, I'm exhausted. So that was pretty funny to talk to him about that today. But aside from that, I'm cooling. Yeah. Um, man, let's get into football. How about we do this? Let's go ahead and talk about the previous games washington played the chiefs and philadelphia played tampa bay yeah. that was a prime was that the thursday game that was the thursday night game so you can go ahead and break that down i don't have much man like this this washington organization is really just really upsetting me right so I don't, i'm not gonna spend too much time you know on everything yes i'll do a quick recap where i think they could have done better um, in that particular game, and I don't know what the hell they're going to do to turn the season around, but right. I'll, I'll get into that. For sure. So talking about Philly, um, on our last pod, um, I'm pretty sure I mentioned just paying attention to Jalen Hurts and his development as a quarterback, and there's still some gla like glaring needs um, with his development. In particular, the long ball, like the deep passes. Mm -hmm. um, 
when he's dropping back and he's doing his five and seven step drops and whatnot, or just sitting back there from the gun, he waits too long to throw the ball. Like his timing mm-hmm. is off. Like he's still in that college mindset where you just throw the ball up and then you're well, because you have those it. big ass windows. Yeah, you got those through. huge windows, right. and it's not like that in the NFL. Um, and he's significantly underthrowing receivers. Like two of them, fortunately, ended up being PIs. Um, in favor of us and Jalen Rager because um, we got significant yards out of that, like 45 and 50-something. But overall, he's got to be able to trust the speed on the outside to be able to get those balls um, to Devontae Smith and, and, and Jalen Rager because that's what they're there for. That's what they're known for. Um, and then there was also another route that he has trouble throwing the ball to at, at times is, you know, those out routes to the sideline. Um, there was a couple of times in this game where he threw it to the inside where um, – particularly where uh, Devontae Smith had to play literally cornerback to bat the ball down so it didn't get intercepted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then aside from that, being a little bit dis- more decisive with the run because there were some times where he would take off and run and then we would stop and look like he was going to throw. Oh, right. And then he would get hit or not get as many yards as he could have because he didn't commit all the way. Mm-hmm. I get looking to th- like running to throw, but in certain situations, when you're that close, you, you just got to get the conversion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the play calling, uh, moving off of Jalen Hurts was a little sus. I mean, granted, we are going like super art, like hardcore with the RPO stuff. But what it's looking like is that nobody's buying it because nine times out of ten, right. Jalen Hurts is pulling the ball back and Miles Sanders is, is just a blocker at that point or, or a check down. Um, so in my head, moving forward, for us to develop more of an offense or an offensive presence is going conventional and then using that to set up the RPO. Um, Also with the play calling, I saw one screen and one to two, maybe designated hardcore runs for miles Sanders. I mean, ultimately he only had like nine touches, dude. Mm -hmm. Like that's a problem. And especially when you're going up like against a team like the bucks, you have to, to control the clock. Like you have to dominate time of possession. See, but, but to me here, herein lies the problem, right? Because I think, I think what you just said is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Right. I think a uh, perfect scenario. Yeah. That's what you would want. Obviously right. more, more balanced offense or, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you know, you have to effectively be able to run the ball for that RPO, yep. you know, like for them to be able to, to be off balance, right. uh, them being the defense, you know, mm-hmm. to, to kind of believe, Oh, sh- you know, yeah. this, is, this is what they're doing for sure. Um, but it's hard to run on the bucks, man. Like that's, it that's is. the, that's the thing is it's hard to run on them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nine carries you're thinking in 60 minutes of football, he should have had way more carries. I do believe that to me, you'd have to set that tone early in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times where, you know, they handed him the ball off in an obvious running situation. <laughs> and I'm like, you definitely were going nowhere. You know right. What I mean? yeah. So to me, I would have tried to mix that up in the sense of, okay, we know they're going to shut down our run game. We're going to try it. Right. You never know. Cause sometimes you, you may, you may get through. I feel like Sanders is a dynamic enough um, running back to, to have gotten Probably better production with a, a few more carries, but let's just say for the sake of argument, they're really shutting it down. That dude has speed and he can catch. So if you can get him on a little wheel route Something. Or, or you get him that ball, not necessarily the screens. Like I hate screens, right? But 
you figure out how to get him the ball in space mm-hmm. and you let that be your run game, if right. that makes sense. Now, For sure. you're still, you would still potentially run into issues with RPOs and things like that because they know, okay, well, Jalen's probably just going to pull it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I thought they did a pretty good job, they being Tampa Bay, of staying on Hurts. You right. know what I mean? But anyway, that was my, my little... Oh, for sure. I'll definitely take that. And for the majority of the game, the first three quarters, they were just dominating us mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. I mean, we did. We did. I mean, the game looked worse than what the score was. Yeah, because you guys only lost by six. Right? We only lost by six, and that's we came what I back. had said. Like, yeah, if you were watching the game and they had the score blacked out, you would think it was like forty-five to ten. <laughs> I think it was a blowout. You know, but that's the one thing I will say. You know, as much as it pains me to give credit to another NFC East team, is you guys stayed in the fight. You, you know what I mean? You, there were several times where you you all could have just given up, but but right. you didn't. And I think as like as, as 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 much as I've been dumping on the Eagles for the past however many minutes I've been talking about them. They were still fighting. They were still within, you know, the realm of winning the game. Like, ultimately what happened is at the end of the game, essentially the momentum shifted when we got that taunting penalty mm-hmm. um, in which we would have had them, what, third and long or, or it would have been a fourth down or something, and then the game would have been – then they, we would have gotten the ball back. Um, and they ended up converting and then going down and, and, and essentially just kneeling the ball and ending the game. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, it's – this game in my head was bad just looking on, you know, offensively. Um, defense, definitely. I mean, they did what they could. Um, I think that we could have played a little bit more man to get um, more pressure on Brady. I think we could have blitzed a, a little bit more. But our scheme is, you know, keep everything in front of you. Don't get beat deep too much, even though Antonio Brown did go off yeah, a little bit. <laughs> that, <laughs> that man did his thing. Um, but essentially, our de- our defense, another week of them essentially doing their job uh, as far as keeping us in games as much as they can because they've been spending a lot of time on the field for the most part. Um, yeah. Um, and then shout out to Zach Ertz because he knew he was in the middle of getting traded. They even said it during the game. During they said this game. They to be traded with, right. you know, within the next day or two. Within the next day. And then for him to still make catches and get a touchdown and ball out, knowing your head is somewhere else, like I'm – going to go to another team obviously Mm -hmm. the cardinals um and then also shout out to the offensive line for still holding up even though we didn't have lane johnson yes my was back um yes we had uh landon dickerson in at guard where i think he's he's gonna stay um but i mean against the bucks i mean we did a pretty good job like only losing by six i was thinking it was gonna be i mean we're gonna get blown out by 30 Mm -hmm. um so again if we can definitely work on the pass game um, work on Jalen Hurts's decisiveness. Um, like you said, I'm going to concede to this, you know, getting Miles Sanders more involved with the run game, whether it's like a short pass or a wheel route or even handing the ball off moving forward, I think we'll be better off. I mean, Jalen Hurts only threw the ball 26 times and only completed, what, about half of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one touchdown and an interception. Um, our defense did ended up, and we did end up picking up, uh, picking off Tom Brady, even though the first in INT by Marcus Epps, I thought was a pick, but they said, I think they, when I watched it again, the yeah. ball did move a little bit at yeah. the end and they were just like, and obviously the, the, the ground helped with the catch. So right. it is what it is. But, um, aside from that, like all we can do is look up from here. Um, I'm still betting on having three first round picks next season <laughs> in the, in the, in the draft. Um, 
But again, you know, there's still development with that needs to be had with uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, he did make good throws, but it's not consistent enough yet, um, especially with the deep ball and the out routes. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, the way the way I look at it, right? Just from an outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. you got to think it's like whole new coach, new right. system. Mm-hmm. It, yes, it's technically his second year in the league, but it's his first year as a starter. Right. So they're gonna go through growing pains together, right? They're gonna figure mm-hmm. out what plays really work well for for the both of them, both as the head coach. He's calling plays, or right? Is is your head coach calling? Yeah, players? Sirianni's calling the offense. Right. So so they're gonna get together. Some stuff they're gonna put in a shred bin. Some stuff they're gonna you know okay this is what we're gonna major in. So th- there's just that learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I understand as fans you know it, it it gets frustrating. But I think if he's the guy going forward, meaning Jalen Hurts, which I think he's got the skill set to be that. Right. You know. I think you guys will be in great shape, mm-hmm. even if not this year. You know what I mean? So, I mean, young coach, young QB, to me, that's where it starts. Absolutely. So, for sure. It's not a total loss. Nope. But um, so you guys have the Raiders coming up. Yes, we do. All right. So is that is that in Vegas or is that in Philly? That should be oh, – let me look. I'm pretty sure it's in Vegas. I feel like either way, somebody's going to die at that game. Like uh, <laughs> Eagles, Eagles fans and Raiders fans like love to fight. They do. Um, and it's funny you brought that up because in a couple of weeks, I'm taking my dad to um, Eagles Chargers oh, in okay. Philly. Um, but I purposely chose a non-divisional game against a like non-rival mm-hmm. so that we can be safe. And then I also spent money on legit tickets. <laughs> in a decent section just so we wouldn't have to deal with that. Oh, sitting up with all the riffraff. Because yeah. <laughs> the higher you go, the more riffraff you're yeah. going to be sitting with, and the, oh, more, the more trouble you're going to be in. Oh, yeah. Um, To me, for us, yeah, we're at Raiders. So for me, uh, it's more of a trap game for the Raiders, especially with all of the front office turmoil with John Gruden having to resign. Mm-hmm. Um, you naming some guy. What's that guy's name? Their interim Amazing. head coach, who I've was never the, even heard of him. Yeah, I've never, it's, it's I, I, it begins with a B. He's their um, special teams uh, coach or whatnot. They named the head coach. He's been in the league forever. Mm-hmm. He's just never been a head coach. Um, I'm interested to see how the, the how the Raiders respond to everything that's going on within the organization. Which is crazy because I actually thought they played well on Sunday. Who did they play? Was it the the Broncos? Yeah, I think so, yep. And 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 they won that game. Although the Broncos are shaping up to look like they're about to be frauds. I think they came out of the gate playing well because they weren't really playing good teams. Right. Um but Rich Bisasia uh, is the head coach of the Raiders. Yeah, or interim head coach. So yeah, I mean Let's see how they respond. I mean, they still have guys like Waller, Renfro. Um, you got what's his face? Um, Rugs the third. Just mm-hmm. weapons on the outside. We already know their defense is legit. Um, I mean, Carr is definitely a, a legit quarterback that you have to watch out for because he can make throws. He has been playing well as of late. Um, yeah, Brandon Jacobs back there. Um, if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's a tough team in a beautiful stadium, and they're playing at home. So, but again, like I said, I'm playing on the turmoil of the Raiders organization right now as a trap game for them because 
like we said in our last uh, last segment, I mean, the Eagles are they're fighting. They're not quitting on a game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing through things. Um, Dallas Goddard will be back this week as long as, along with uh, Lane Johnson because he was out um, due to his um, mental health issues. It was a lot of anxiety and depression that he was dealing with, but he'll be back. So mm-hmm. essentially our offensive line is intact minus Brian, uh, Brandon Brooks. But um, I think we can get them, but we have to limit – the penalty yards, you know, we had the taunting penalties last time. Um, Derek Barnett's got to chill, dude. Um, mm-hmm. This this dude has been the definition of random, unnecessary penalty <laughs> all season. Like, yeah. they even showed a clip of uh, after one of his penalties where Nick Sirianni's like, oh, it's effing him again? Like, right. like, like, like who else would it be? Right, yeah. So, which leads me to believe, because I'm pretty sure his contract's pretty much up after this season, which means we're probably not going to bring him back. Right. Well, he um, better watch himself before he get right. traded or benched. <laughs> oh, 100%. If, if, if it's going to get to the point where you're you're not playing within the scheme and playing for the team and then you're hurting the team, like, yeah. 100% because in retrospect, like, if BG didn't get hurt, it would be BG and then Josh Sweat on the outside and he'd be the, he'd be the third guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – He's, he's really got to clean that up because we can't continue to have penalties because penalties have been killing us in games. Yeah. I mean, so. I could I can definitely, like, I would say in order for you all to win, you're going to have to play a clean game. Real clean. I mean, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, who knows? I've, 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 seen, I've seen the Raiders, like, you know, you go into the game, you're thinking Raiders all the way, and they just don't even show up. What so, the bed. You know, maybe that'll be the case this Sunday. So I assume you're going to take Philly in this game? Yeah, I'm going to take Philly. All right. So let's get into Chiefs at Washington. So um, I'm not going to get into a big hoopla, um, especially because it was a week ago almost now. Today is Thursday. Uh, But the Washington football team decided to retire Sean Taylor's number. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They announced it like midweek, which gave the fans like just three days or four days really uh, notice. And, you know, FedEx is notorious um, for having opposing teams fans in large numbers, right? Right. Because when the product on the field is crap, why would you go to the game, right? right? Especially in a transient area like this, people will find other things to do. People are selling their tickets, and who are they selling them to? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, it's the opposing team's fans. So you are already going to have a lot of Chiefs fans there. Mm-hmm. This, to me, was poorly run, poorly planned, poorly put together, and... The organization, one of two things, just dropped the ball completely or just really didn't truly understand what Sean Taylor meant to our fan base. 100%. If you would have announced that at the beginning of the season and said, this is our homecoming game, you know, we're going to bring back the the alum, we're going to, you know, retire Sean Taylor's jersey number, we're going to do all these things on this particular day, that stadium would have been sold out. 100%. Um, and you would have seen an overwhelming majority of Washington fans in that stadium. Even if we got our asses kicked, mm-hmm. the fact that they're retiring Sean Taylor's number. It's now, big, it's a big deal. Let's fast forward to that day. So they rededicated the road leading into the stadiums, like Sean Taylor Road. Mm-hmm. That was poor because they took a picture with the Taylor family and the road sign was above them. What was right behind them? Porta potties. It's like, come on. Come on, dude. There's that. Got to set that up better. They had the family on the field, and it was like a a one-and-a-half-minute type thing. Um, 
you know, no one from his family got to speak. It, it just like they were just standing out there and, you know, the <sighs> fans were cheering and all that type of stuff. Apparently, like whatever they played, the video montage and stuff, it was like real short. So I just felt like they could have done a lot better in that regard. And then Dan Snyder took a picture with the family, like in the clubhouse level or somewhere. This Bama had on this like 3X fucking hoodie <laughs> looking grungy. I mean, his face like just old, just busted up. I mean, I don't know. This just, just the level of care and thought and planning that went into that. I just thought was so bad. And Jason Wright, the team president, issued an apology. You know, he said like he on, on, on Twitter and said, you know, we we definitely dropped the ball. We didn't, you know, da-da-da-da-da. In my opinion, they should have pulled the that, like, not retired his number. Wait till next season. Do that on your first home game, something like that. Right. Um, better plan that out. Uh, have more respect for the family. Okay, so moving on from that. So we get to the game, the Chiefs. We already – I wasn't picking us to beat the Chiefs anyway, but if there was ever a time and or a year that the Chiefs were beatable, it's this it, year. 100%. Right? I don't know what's going on with that offense, per se. They're not no looking idea. the same. Their nope. defense was – going into that game, their defense was ranked 32nd, and we were 31st. So you would think, okay, we can put up points on this team and right. have a chance. Right. All right, cool. So now you're kind of feeling like the playing field is – Weird, like as weird as that sounds, is relatively leveled, right? They both have the the worst two defenses, mm -hmm. so it's just going to come down to who's going to score more points, right? How do you do that? Okay, if you can get up early on the Chiefs, and then if you can establish a run game, you can control the clock. You keep Mahomes on the sidelines; they can't score if the offense isn't on the field, yep. unless you're throwing pick sixes, whatever. So, I thought the first half. The team in general played well, but more importantly, the defense, right? Mm -hmm. I st Just watching it, I, I, had, I had no desire to go back and rewatch it because all I was going to do is get more pissed off. But the one thing, watching it live when it was going, the one thing I, I, I was trying to ask myself was, was the defense really playing that well or were the Chiefs just trying to give you the game? And I think it was a mix of the two. Mm -hmm. um, going into half, the score was like 13-10 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um Bro, these Bama scored 21 unanswered points. Wow. 21. What's Sean Taylor's number? 21. Mm. I was like, man, that sucked, right? <laughs> but we didn't score a single point in the second half against going into that game, the worst defense, defense in the NFL. <laughs> right. But before that, previously, with Heineke as a quarterback, I believe we were averaging 25.9 points a game. Mm -hmm. What in the hell? Gibson ended up getting hurt. I want to say, was it in the third or sometime in the fourth? So he didn't finish the game. Right. But you still have J.D. McKissick, who you get that man the ball in He's space. He's legit. And he, he is good. He's a good runner. Um, play calling at times were suspect as hell. I'm tired of the damn screens. <laughs> like, right, they always get blown the hell up. Right. Like, I'm just so tired of it. And then it's like I see and watch Terry McLaurin. Go out there week in and week out. I mean, he's he's a great route runner. He is a great wide receiver. He Separating. is a great person. I feel so bad for him that he is a part of this trash-ass organization. And it starts from the top down. I, there was people talking about, oh, with those emails that surfaced with John Gruden, that'll force them to make Snyder sell, da-da-da-da-da. Listen, all that crap, yes, came out of the report that was done. Mm -hmm. If Snyder hasn't 
been axed by now, it's not going to happen. You right. know what I mean? Like, be resigned to the fact that that asshole is going to be our owner until we die. It's right. just what it's going to be. So that's what I wrap my mind around. Now, mm-hmm. on the field production, Ron Rivera, I to me, he's a very revered coach. I have all the respect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his media outings the last couple of weeks, you can see the frustration mounting. This is not Carolina. There's no media reporter that is going to do you any favors here. It's mm-hmm. DC. It's a large market. They're going to ask you the question the real until questions. you answer it. Right. They don't care how pissed off you get or how annoyed you get or any of that crap. Right. This fan base has been used to losing for the last 30 damn years. Mm-hmm. We don't give a damn about anything else but winning. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so you couple that with whatever the hell's going on in the front office. As much as you think things are changing, they're staying the same. Right. And then the crap on the field isn't much better. I look at this defense most of the time and wonder what the hell is Del Rio doing? What are you practicing? What are you doing? Like right. certain combinations of guys just are not working. I heard, was it today or yesterday? My days have been blurred together. Ron mm-hmm. Rivera had a conversation with Landon Collins that he feels like he's a better in the box and wants to basically have him as just as a downhill linebacker. That's fine with me. Right. Get his ass out of being safety. If he don't (laughs) want that shit, you trade him or you cut him. Right. He is a liability. Mm -hmm. He is not good in coverage Mm -hmm. at all. This soft crap our DBs are doing fronting these receivers 10 to 12 yards. Crazy. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Is that indicative of the fact that our, our, safeties landing Collins because cam <laughs> curl plays well. Yeah, he does. You know what I mean? I missed the Jeremy Reeves and, and cam curl combination because landing got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. They, they, they played so well together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's just like constantly guys seem to be out of place. The zone that you're running. I don't know why, because you're getting picked apart and you're playing this year. You're playing all the best quarterbacks. The league has to offer. You don't think they're going to pick that shit apart. Right. And then from week one until now, not much has looked very different. Every now and then they'll go with the five-man front mm-hmm. instead of the four because them Bamas can't get home. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so tired of hearing, oh, first-round pick Chase Young, first-round pick Montez Sweat, first-round pick Deron Payne, Jonathan Mann, the hell with all that. Right. I need guys out there that can put consistent pressure on the quarterback. No, everything doesn't have to result in a sack. But when you look at... Uh, T.J. Watt playing. He plays like a man possessed. <laughs> he does. You look at both of the Bosa brothers. They wreak havoc week in and week out. Yeah. Chase Young coming into the league, that's what everybody was comparing him to. Yep. He ain't it. Yeah. I'm not saying he won't ever be a dominant guy, but it's not consistent. What, did mm-hmm. he just have his first sack the other day? Yeah. Like, that stuff's got to change. Mm-hmm. Um, on offense, Heineke, not the guy. I got crucified a little bit on Twitter. Thank God I'm not popular on there. <laughs> but I got crucified on Twitter a little bit because when um, going into the season, somebody had tweeted something about, oh, Fitz will probably get hurt. And I'm like, I hope not because Heineke's not the answer. Then Fitz got hurt. <laughs> and everybody's like Heineke time. People are posting pictures with their Heineke jerseys and all this stuff. Listen, <laughs> what he did in that playoff game was amazing. Amazing. Right. And it's what's also in his favor is what team had any film on him to game plan? Nobody. Had right. Nothing. Yeah. So it's like that was to his advantage. We were riding his success in that game. Mm hmm. Or his performance in that game, thinking he can do that for a full season, he cannot. He is small, too. He's a little dude. And him trying to throw from the pocket, I've been trying to figure out if it's 
the coaching staff that wants him to play in the pocket more because you saw when he was quote unquote the Heineke we knew in that Tampa Bay playoff game when he ran and dove for the pylon to hurt himself. He's a little guy. Mm -hmm. So all that running around and stuff, he's going to get hurt um, eventually. Or the potential for him to get hurt is much greater, right? Because he's so small. Mm -hmm. Having him throw from the pocket, he is just that. He's small. He can't see some of the, like, there's times he just throws the ball and there's a linebacker. It's like, did you just not see that dude? But I can understand him not seeing him. Get that man out on the edge. Or better yet, like, play for now. And don't worry about, like, later. And that may sound reckless, and that's fine. But I've always been a favorite. Like, playing sports my whole entire life, like, I've seen coaches, whether it was with me, they're trying to change my swing. If I'm hitting the damn ball, don't worry about how I'm swinging. Right. We had this guy, BJ, that was on our basketball team. Our coach, when I was in high school... Like, BJ would do some questionable things, right? But he just had so much raw talent. Yeah. He would jump to throw the ball, like, to pass. Like, most coaches would tell you, don't do that. Right. Right? I get it. But he, our coach would try to, like, critique every little thing BJ was doing to where BJ no longer even was who he was. Yeah. I've seen coaches, like, try to do too much to a player where it, it's to their detriment versus to their advantage yeah, or to help play. them get better. And I almost feel like that with with Heineke in this situation. Again, I'm not in that building. I don't know. Um, but it's just what it looks like. I would like to see Heineke scramble a bit more. Mm-hmm. You can have designed runs. He seems smart enough to get down when he needs to get down. Mm-hmm. He's not taking unnecessary hits. So maybe try some of that a little bit more. Maybe that doesn't break up some of the, some of that pass rush and, 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 and those types of things. Um, I thought I think our run game is kind of solid. Just overall, though, it's just there's still something missing with that offense. And I mean, this is just proof in the pudding that a, mm. like solid quarterback play is the way to go. You know yeah. how how you address that? I don't know. Speaking of that, there was rumors the other day that um, Houston is finalizing a deal with Miami to send Deshaun Watson there, and then mm-hmm. in turn, Tua is not going to be there. So then they're saying, oh, two is going to go to Washington. Um, I heard from some reporter, I didn't write it down, I saw it scrolling through Twitter yesterday, that, that it might have been J.P. Finley. If not, I apologize. But um, it was pretty much like talk to like a team exec, and they said, it's BS, or it's all BS, like pretty much. Yeah, like two is, two is not coming here. First relax. of all, that dude – will get hurt getting off the plane. <laughs> Secondly, watching prone. him play, I don't know if he really is going to develop into this elite football player, this elite quarterback. I don't think um, so. I don't. So in my opinion, I'm rolling with Heineke until Fitz gets back. Mm-hmm. If Fitz can get back, you put Fitz in and you roll with him, and then you figure out what you're going to do in the offseason. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like this draft is going to be too QB heavy. So, it's really not. And, you know, so I, I don't know what you do. Like, I don't know what you do. Um, does a Russell Wilson want to come here? Probably not. Does a Aaron Rodgers want to come here? Probably not. Like, mm. so in the free agent market, or not that they'll necessarily be free agents, but in the trade market, the, the, excuse me, veteran market, who the hell is going to want to fucking come here? Nobody. Hey. Yeah. Nobody. So, I don't know. This organization needs to get it right. We're going to Green Bay this weekend. Do we win? Hell no. There's no way. As bad as our defense is, there's absolutely no reason Aaron Rodgers shouldn't carve us the hell up. I was going to start Joe Burrow on my fantasy, but I have Aaron Rodgers as well. Ooh. Joe Burrow's playing a better defense, which I can't remember. Who, who the hell are they playing? Uh. I, I can't even remember. But all I know is Aaron Rodgers is playing us, so I might as well put him in. Get me 30 to 35 points. 
Yeah, like, for sure. It's 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 just ridiculous, and it's just so frustrating as a fan to just deal with this week in and week out. And then, a funny side note, like Twitter, like Washington football Twitter has just been a complete S show. I bet. Like, fans are turning on each other. <laughs> like, you got fans on there. So Washington, like, has these, like, fan ambassadors and stuff. And, and you know, some of them are telling other fans, like, how they should be a fan. Like, who who the hell are you? Who, who didn't tell me how to be a fan, fam? Listen, <laughs> that's my team. I'm going to roll with my team. I'm going to talk shit die. about my team. That's like, I, if, if I want to get upset and, and, and air my grievances and frustrations, well, then that's what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. But because the team sent you a care package, like some socks and some flip-flops and a hat and a T-shirt, <laughs> you're up there being, being Washington, Washington football apologist. And to me, <laughs> the organization, it, it almost seems like they knew what the hell they were doing by doing that. Oh, let's make fan ambassadors because we know they're all on Twitter. We know that's where we're getting creamed every yeah. week is on Twitter by all of these fans. So let's send these people out there. We call them fan ambassadors. We give them this most limited access to the team as possible, but we give them a t-shirt and they're going to be up there being our apologists so we don't have to do it here's the thing I, i'll say that I, you have a hundred percent made a valid point with you know the calculated efforts of fan ambassadors because yeah. even going back to you know a, like i want to say about four or five years ago when they had chris cooley going out on uh, a oh, press tour yeah, talking sh- about the streets of DC and it, give, giving out t-shirts and t-shirts stuff. and then uh, talking about how, you know, we're not going to change the name. This is the history yeah, of the yeah, team yeah, and yeah. all that calculated. Right. So how that's could they not continue that same trend? Yeah. And that's what it is. <laughs> I, I sniffed that crap out when they were talking about, Oh, you know, we're looking for fan ambassadors and that. No, you're looking for team apologists. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and honestly, like it's no personal disrespect to anybody right. who is a team ambassador, right? Because it's not just, limited to them that's telling other people how to be a fan if i'm gonna be pissed off and i'm gonna tweet whatever i want about the goddamn team and then tag them in it then that's just what i'm gonna do don't 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 jump jump in 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 my tweet and start telling me what man yeah what i should and shouldn't do i'll go so far as to say i don't care if you pay my damn bills don't tell me right right how i should be a fan if i want to be in my feelings goddamn it i'm gonna be be my feelings like, listen, so I, I largely agree with For the sure. thing of, okay, okay, you spend the money uh, to go to the game. Right. You should cheer. You should be loud. You should do all these things. If you choose not to, who cares? Right. You have people on Twitter talking about, that, uh, you guys have to cheer loud. And, you know, the team responds to that. Them motherfuckers played a whole season last year <laughs> with nobody in the stadium. <laughs> Nobody in the stadium. Bruh, I'm 100% with you as a Philly fan because we do the exact thing that your team's doing right now. It's like, oh, my God, man. And yeah. then and then there was um, – I didn't even go on there. I heard we cut Dustin Hopkins, right, our our, okay. our kicker. Yeah. He was 12 of 14. I think he uh, – for field goals, he only missed two extra points. All right, puts him like 80-something percent for both field goals and, and extra points. Right. There's times I tweet my frustrations about Dustin Hopkins. Like, oh, he missed it? Of course he did, right? Right. So was I surprised they cut him? No. Was I upset? No, right? I, I I don't know the guy personally. Seems like a good dude. It's just business, whatever. New guy they brought in. We'll see how he does. I didn't even go on Twitter to figure out <laughs> how pissed off people are that they cut Hopkins, right? Because all week... And or week in and week out, you hear, man, that Bama gotta go, man, get him off my team. Da, da, oh da, da, my da. So I can only imagine it's like, wait, okay, they cut him, and man. then you're still gonna be mad about it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. 
it, it's just become such a very toxic place. I have kind of hung back from there. There's a few regulars on there that I talk to, you know what I mean? And we, we largely see things the right way, but man, it, it is a dumpster fire from the top of the organization mm. all the way down and is bleeding into the fan base. I saw a quick tweet, some about people are scheduling fight times at FedEx, like fans. <laughs> Fans are you serious? Are, fans are trying to fight each other. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, pull up. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. What are we doing? It is not that serious. First and fight foremost, club it, is, at FedEx. it is a game. It is a game. Yeah, it ain't, you ain't getting paid, You're fam. not getting paid. You are paying to <laughs> watch, watch the game one way or the other. You're paying because you go to a bar and you watch the game. Right. You're sitting on your couch or you're paying for cable or some streaming service. Or you're paying because you went to the game. I am not going to sit there and argue with anybody enough to want to have to fight especially <laughs> if we FedEx. say yeah at fedex of all places there's the most rundown piece of shit stadium like what are we doing i'm like, finding parking bro i'm not i'm not doing that like you're not catching me doing that and then again we're fans of, of the same team right fans of the same like how really fans so, don't even do that it's gang it's mentality so, with us so ghetto <laughs> Like, what are we yeah. doing? Yeah, we'll fight Santa Claus as a team, as, as a unit. A right, as a yeah. unit. Right. <laughs> we at least yeah. got that going. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it, it just, it, it's just, oh, it is just a complete show. <laughs> it is a complete show. Like, yeah. all of this needs to be documented and put on HBO or something. For, oh, that'd be a great documentary. Like, just a, like a, a season-long series. Like, oh, my Shout goodness. Shout out to Brian Gumble. That's a, that's a great idea. Right. Run that. I'm like. Uh, anyway, it's yeah. just so again, it, it, it's dumpster fire city. <laughs> again, we, we, we go to Green Bay, Lambeau Field, supposed to be inclement weather. So I assume Taylor Heineke is going to continue to look like crap. Mm -hmm. um, the fan base is really going to, you know, get all up in their um, feelings, myself included, because the product on the field that we're watching is just it, it's not NFL caliber. Mm -hmm. Um or, or I would say it's 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 not what good teams do. Right. Now, getting away from the Washington football team, going up the road just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you what good football teams do. is It's the Baltimore Ravens. It went right? in spite of... Right. Brian Mitchell, right? He's on 106.7 The Fan uh, with J.P. Finley. He's also on NBC Sports Washington, does a pre- and post-game show. He is a Washington... He's a Redskins legend. Uh, he played for the Eagles for a while. Yep. Um... He's a Hall of Fame in, um, uh, finalist, mm -hmm. finally. Uh, he said it after the game, and, and he'd been saying it, honestly, for a couple weeks, right? Oh, you know, because people were saying, you know, questioning Rivera not really playing the starters during preseason. Now you only got three preseason games. It's, oh, you know, trying to protect players, not get them hurt, da 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 Okay, um, the Ravens played their people, got, got hurt in preseason. Yeah. Training camp, practice. Right. Right? There's people on the on playing, playing, starting, suiting up and playing that you didn't even hear of that weren't in their initial game plans in the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. What are they now? Five and one? Yeah, they're legit. Like, and imagine going into the season, losing your starting three running backs, like all three of them gone. Right. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill gone. And then having to pick guys up off the street and still produce. Right. Um, not only that, look at listen to these stats, right? So Lamar Jackson, this is he's going into one, two, three, four, like legit past six weeks, right? This dude has put up 1,686 yards, and it's week seven. This dude's on pace to putting up another 3K like he did in 2019. Yep. Disgusting. 
But people want to still call him a running back. People still want to say, oh, well, uh, he's not he's, he's not that great of a passer. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Um, that's not what I'm saying. He's making great throws. He is willing his team to win, and he's doing Lamar things, and you can't catch him. No. And the thing is, um, somebody posted on their Instagram uh, story. So I saw it was ESPN post. Ah, I forgot the lady's name, but she, she, she hit the nail on the head when she's saying the goalpost always moves for Lamar Jackson. Yep. Lamar can't do this. Yep. Lamar goes out and does that. Oh, okay. Well, that was cool. Well, Lamar can't do this. And then Lamar goes out and does it. Oh, well, well he can't, he, he's, he's not a passer. He goes out with their, their last performance against the Colts and lights it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, you know, he won't be great, considered uh, good or great until, you know, he has, um, uh, he's got to get to the AFC Championship. He'll he'll get there. Oh, well, no, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Oh, and then what, when he wins one, it's just, I, there's only certain, certain crazy. players, certain players, certain QBs, no matter how good or whatever you are, you're, you're always going to run into this. And we saw it like with Michael Vick, you right. know, oh, oh he's, for he's, sure. He's this, but oh, he's not really because he can't do these things. And then he'll go out and show you right. he can do those things. Ah, but it's not, and, and that's where Lamar is right now. That's exactly where he is. And I'm not even a Ravens fan. I don't hate the Raven, but I'm just not a Ravens fan. And that upsets me. Imagine only having one game where you threw less than 200 yards. Right. <laughs> what? Right. But <laughs> That's yet, crazy to me. But yet, what did Dak throw a couple weeks ago? It was like 170-something yards or yeah. whatever. But but Dak is great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. Right. And, I mean, he is. In, he in, is. He's in, a great quarterback. Opinion. Yeah, he's a great quarterback. But, you know, specifically talking about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, <laughs> like, people need to get off this man's back. Like, this dude. This I would take man. him as my quarterback. 100%. Uh, yeah, tomorrow, like right now, tomorrow, like I, name somebody <laughs> on my team you want, not name Terry McLaurin, and you can have him, and yeah. and 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 I'll take Lamar Jackson, you For know, sure. and and so like I yep. always talk to 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 yep. Nick about this, Chrissy's brother, he's a big Ravens fan, right. and he's always like like you know whenever Lamar's lighting it up, right, and then he'll text me. But he's not a passer, though, right? Like, so, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, but, and, and, but he's and, but he's not a passer, right? And it's like they they plug and play running backs, and their system and scheme works it so well. Works. Imagine honestly, imagine, and this is why I'm hoping that Rashad Bateman turns into a good receiver for them. Right. Because imagine when Lamar truly gets receiver help, right? There's Mark Andrews and there's Hollywood Brown. Yeah. And then you sprinkle in some other guys here and there, right? Imagine if he had a true complement of wide receivers, what he could really do. Man, Not look. only that, but then because they're going to be such a threat through the air, because in my opinion, I do think he is a good passer. Yep. So they would be a threat through the air. Guess what this team majors in? Running the damn ball. They, You're not going to stop <laughs> this team. You're not. You're not. Like, what would kill that team they would be run the hard. defense? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what would kill the team would be defense. So I hope yeah. I hope they they land some beast wide receivers in the next year or two and turn into what it is the Chiefs were last year. 100%. Something like that. Because if there's anybody deserving and I'm not taking any way from anything away from Patrick Mahomes, no. but if there's anybody in the league deserving, it's Lamar Jackson. He's got to be one of the most humble dudes on earth. 100%. Like, the level of frustration I have for that team right now is the same level of frustration I had when we were on our way to the Super Bowl. We're, we're taking the same amount of crap the entire way. Oh, yeah. Um, and 
long term, I hope Lamar Jackson does get a ring. And the first thing I hope he says at the podium, holding the trophy up, is saying, I told you so. Um, shout out to all the haters. Shout out to all the doubters. All the people saying that I couldn't throw. I'm not a good quarterback. This is for you. Right. And yep. I think he's going to get there. I honestly believe the Ravens have a good enough organization to put pieces around him to where eventually they will be back into a Super Bowl. Um, it's just a matter of time, in my, in, in my opinion. As long as Lamar stays healthy and they continue to build around him, it's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's just hard. It's like, what, what does he have to do? Have to do? for people to you know respect him but but like i said more importantly like the team the organization like they are down so many players on both sides of the ball and they still find ways to get it done they are five and one yeah they beat the chiefs they did you know what i mean like they did their only loss was what to the raiders was that week one yep so yeah i don't know man I, i i don't know and then Around the league, man. So do you think, I, I know you were talking a little bit um, about like the Raiders and stuff. Do you think long term, what's been going on with, you know, Gruden basically having to resign? Do you think that's going to affect the team and where they were headed this year potentially? It could. Um, just because in my head, and I don't know this for certain, um, John Gruden was the play caller uh, on offense. So I'm interested to see if, their offensive coordinator knows enough to continue with a lot of the same style of play calling, if that makes sense. Right. Um, And I wonder about the leadership of John Gruden in the locker room and if it was a driving factor to their success as of today um, since he's been with the team. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. missing him in the locker room and missing his play calling – is it going to be that much of a factor to derail him for the rest of the season? I don't know. I have yet to see. We'll see how they play the Eagles on Sunday. But I think it's big enough of a factor to where we're going to see some regression for at least a short amount of time. Yeah. All right, so I, I brought it up just a few minutes ago when I was segueing into uh, the Washington stuff about the rumors with Deshaun Watson potentially heading to Miami. A, do you think it happens? Do you think it's a good move? D- like, so it's a potential three-team trade. Apparently, it's like... That, that's the type of stuff you see in the NBA, bro. Right, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> like, like, like you rarely see that in the NFL. Uh-huh. If it, and, and again, they're rumors, right? Because usually when it all shakes out, it'll just be, you know, okay, Miami traded with Houston to get Deshaun Watson. They gave them, you know, X amount of picks, maybe a player. Right. Does Tua go to Houston? Does Tua... <sighs> is that third team... You know, whether it's um, – so reports are it was like Denver, some other silent team, and then Washington. Like, is that where they mix in that other team? Or do they just straight up send Tua to Houston? I think it could be that whole three-team deal um, because, I mean, that's a lot of capital and a lot of baggage to take on um, for Miami. But also at the same time, pending whatever happens um, – you're literally in a position to potentially be like a quarterback away to from like finally contending. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're sure that I guess in your head that um, he can be your guy, then why not? But 
I mean, in the end, I mean, we'll see. But I definitely think I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't think it wouldn't be a three a three team trade. I think that that's definitely a possibility. Um, Watson in Miami is scary, um, mm-hmm. especially if he can play. Um, you know, a reasonable amount of time, pending whatever suspensions or whatever comes out, or if he's even eligible to play. I mean, uh, all things report to him being eligible to play. It's just the team right. just makes him inactive every week. Uh, right. So if he can play, like, that is a scary thought of seeing that man in Miami. And, oh, for sure. And if I knew that he can play just as a player, I'd, I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, for, I mean, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm all in if if, if Washington, again, <laughs> name a player not named Terry McLaurin, and you can have him plus you, our next three first-round draft picks. I don't care. If you got Deshaun Watson, I'd be upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be upset because that team would do a 180 right now. Right, like, right now. <laughs> you know? 180. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know what wow. kind of shape the guy's in and, and, and if he's ready to play, like, right now. Like and so that's yeah. the thing, you know, do you keep Tua for the rest of the year since you're midseason and you let Watson come along slowly you know until he can show you that he's ready to play you know physically and you know he's picked up the playbook and all that type of stuff but I mean the dude is a special talent he is I hope for the sake of obviously himself and all that that you know whatever those allegations were that there's there's you know it's it's not true I mean obviously we we already said if it is true he needs to be punished to the fullest extent you know whether it's criminal uh, civil, you know, league suspensions, whatever, because I don't condone any of that type of stuff at nope. all. But, um, you know, all things being equal, if he's cleared of all that stuff, I mean, him in Miami would be scary. Very scary. Like, they would have the potential to legitimately turn that thing around real quick. Real, like, mm-hmm. and it would happen so fast, fans wouldn't even give two shits that Tua was ever on the team. Right. Because he's literally done nothing. Yeah. He's had a few good games. Um. But other than that, he's going to be known for being hurt. That's it. And that's why I don't want him in Washington. Ultimately, I have no I have no say over any personnel move. So if Washington gets Tua, Washington gets Tua. And if Tua is out there on the field, I'm going to root for him to succeed. Um, will I hold my breath on it? No. No. Like, will I bet that he'll get hurt? Yeah, absolutely. And it's compounded, right? Because you're now you're a Washington quarterback. That's all they do is get hurt since right. Alex Smith was getting hurt. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is like about this organization. Like, I'm not the type that's like, oh, we're cursed. I don't believe in all that. But no. it's like, it's it's just bad. And it's starting to show. It's like, it doesn't matter who the coach is. We've had, quote unquote, great coaches come through here. You had Shanahan. Now you have Rivera. You've had Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, the original version and 2.0 version. You've had um, Jim Zorn was terrible. Uh, Spurrier was bad. Um, Gruden, some of his time here, we had top offenses, but a defense which is never good. Mm-hmm. But it's like no one can turn the corner and, and get over in any sort of hump of respectability around the league. And I thought last year was what it was going to be because there was Ron Rivera and how respected he is. We, we, we had no business winning that division, but it was so damn bad. You couldn't help, but win the division. And that's what happened. We accidentally won the division. Then you put up a hell of a, a, a playoff performance. You did. You hung with, the would the the, the eventual Super Bowl champions you right. almost beat them yep. right uh, so there was a lot to look forward to going into the off season and then the actual season gets here 
all I'm doing is scratching my head. Yeah. That's all I'm doing is scratching my head. But it does honestly show too. You like quarterback is is key and it's king. Like you can keep trying to put lipstick on a pig. This quarterback um mm-hmm. position has not been solved in twenty plus years. They need to do whatever the hell they need to do. Who cares about other people's feelings? Go out and get the goddamn quarterback. Yep. And I'm to the point, anybody not named Terry McLaurin can go. Can go. And if because if that involves getting a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers or or whatever the hell else, Chase Young, you're from here. Love yeah. you. I think you're gonna develop into being a great player. Gotta go, bro. Yeah. Because if I can get my quarterback now, why not? Why not? Yeah. You know, and yeah. I don't care about giving up three draft picks, you know. Okay, three three first rounders. Who they cares? St- they still got to shake out. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> oh, you know, because I mean, I see people argue both ways, right? Like on Twitter and and other social medias, and and even in person. Oh, you know, you got to save your draft capital for what? Look at Jamin Davis. He's our fucking <laughs> linebacker. We got in the first round. Right. They had him play thirteen snaps a few weeks ago. Yeah. He's shown, in my opinion, not flashes. He's had a few decent plays. Mm-hmm. Why are we getting excited over a few decent plays from a first round linebacker? That's right. Like we shouldn't be. You should be. You should be. You should be out there dominating every right. play. He should be so impactful. I can't help but notice that he's on the field. Right. Like they're, they're, they're half the time. Man. I'm like, who was that? Oh, that was Jamin Davis. That's where he's at. Yeah. I'm not prepared to call him a bust, but all I'm saying is that just shows you. That yeah. just shows you. Yeah, you can draft somebody in the first round. Doesn't mean they're going to shake up. That doesn't mean anything. Nope. And if I can get a proven commodity in a, a, a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, shit, bye. Yeah, deuces. Like, hey. Yeah. You know? A guy who can legitimately run the offense. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. If people couldn't tell, I got a bit excited this episode. <laughs> this team, like. It's usually me. All right. And well, and that's, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. The first, the first season we did the podcast, it was all me every week. And then last year, it transitioned into being you. Um, and then now it's like, and I think I did it to myself in the sense of putting an expectation on this team, putting an expectation on this organization to act like adults. Why would I ever expect an organization who has never acted like an adult under Dan Snyder to then go ahead and do it? It's right. because they fooled us last year. Definitely. They hired Julie Donaldson. I think she's great at what she does. They hired Jason Wright. I think he's great at what, what, what he does. People are people. They're going to make mistakes. That's fine. That's why I didn't kill Jason Wright for owning up to it and apologizing. That's cool. Boom. You move on. What is so wrong with that organization? Like it is, it's such an embarrassment, you know, and then people that casually listen to to this show, shout out to all two and a half of you, but, (laughs) and you know, a few random people that I talk to from other teams, my dad included, he'll be texting me about, man, your team just looks like crap. Right. And I'm like, yeah, he was like, oh, you should root for a a better organization. Look at the Steelers, look at the Ravens, look at, you know, and, and he'll start naming all these better run organizations in my heart. I can't do it. Like Washington is a team that I have latched onto since 2004 when I moved up into this area and it's just my team. Right. Right. So I got to roll with it, you know, and hopefully one day, you know, we, we experience success. So I know what that feels like because for the nationals and the capitals, I know what it feels like, but boy, these wizards, 
are, are driving me into the ground <laughs> and this Washington football team is driving me into the ground too. And I've mentioned it and I'll say it again. So it's on record. I may have said it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago as this team starts to continue to lose throughout this season. And this fan base starts going crazier like getting crazier and crazier and crazier. They're going to drop the new team name. They they're, are. They're going to drop the new team name. And then it's because they're going to do a logo reveal. It'll, it'll, it'll just be enough like rumblings and, and teasers for us to not worry about the BS in the front office or the crap on the field. We're going to be so, you know, high or low on this new team name. I tell you what, this organization cannot afford to get the name and the branding and the logo and all that. They can't afford to get it wrong. Absolutely. They and cannot I, afford to get it wrong. And going back to the whole Sean Taylor thing, in my head, the way it looked rushed, I felt like it was a distraction to everything else that was going on. Right. It could have been. I don't know. Yeah. I thought they should have did a better job, but I, it, it's definitely on par with what everything that you're saying. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just very Washington. It, it's, it's very Washington. It, and it's sad because you have, in my opinion, a potential like future, you know, at least a mention at a Hall of Fame coach in Ron Rivera. And yeah. It's it's not looking as it should because when you hear Ron Rivera, you're like, okay, tight ship. He's it, it, it's, it's his way or the highway. You guys mm -hmm. are gonna you know turn the thing around, which it looked like last year. Last year, which yeah. you did turn it around, right? And I don't I don't know I don't know what's going on in that front office, but yeah, it's, it's something like, needs to change. It's so it's so weird because it's like I clearly am am a Rivera guy, right? Oh, I've got to be for more more reasons than one. Shoot, me too. Um, and <laughs> and it's like. Seeing him on the sidelines in Carolina, he used to get fired up. Oh, man, he's on I mean, he was giving it to the officials. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And last year, okay, I understood he was dealing with the cancer and all that stuff. He right. didn't have a lot of energy. I, I completely understood that. So I thought, man, this year he's going to be firing them guys up on the sidelines, not just yelling at officials, but just – but every time I see him, he's got his arms folded and just like a blank stare. Mm -hmm. And I'm like – is he checked out? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, know. I, I don't see that fire. I don't see, you know, that. And then I think the sports junkies, 106.7 The Fan, they have him on every week. They had asked him, like, is he involved with the game planning and all that stuff? And his answer was something along the lines of he's aware of what it is. So he's not putting it together, mm -hmm. which, okay, I'm fine, right? Your head coach, you hired your coordinators to run that and, and your assistants. And so you're trusting them in doing it. I'm looking at the bullshit <laughs> on the field, especially on defense every week. I'm not trusting <laughs> Nothing that Del Rio is putting out there. Like at all. None of y'all. No. At yeah. all. So uh -huh. I'm I'm like, Ron, just I get not wanting to take over, I guess, but like whisper in his ear and say, you run that soft ass zone one more time. You 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 let us get exposed deep on on the back end. And I get it, right? <laughs> Coaches coach, players play. So ultimately it's yeah. on the players out there just getting torched. Yeah, but if you're if if you're more of a cover guy, the last thing you want to do is play zone, dude. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But they are also still professional athletes. Yes. And I understand, right? Because you could take the argument a guy who plays right tackle, you move him to left tackle, it's completely different, right? Different things language. are coming at you for yeah, things are coming at you differently, all that stuff. So you're gonna struggle. You're still a professional athlete. Yeah. I give you like two weeks and you better tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we're going into what? This is week seven. Week seven. See These thing. dudes in this in 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 the back. Like I like Benjamin St. Juice. He's a rookie out yeah. of Minnesota. Yeah, the dude's problem. got length. He covers well. I think he tackles okay. William Jackson. We got him from Cincinnati. Mm. He's got one more missed tackle before <laughs> I start wanting to get his ass up out of there. Bro, he yeah. it was so embarrassing to watch him try to tackle the dude on on um. 
on on Sunday against the Chiefs, he went and just like threw his little shoulder and just hit all air. And you know what? Those tackles make me the most angry because uh, if you have an athletic guy you're trying to hit, he's going to dodge you. He's going to hurdle you. It's going right. to look bad at the end of the, yeah, at the, end of the day. Yeah, but the thing is, the dude didn't even really die. I forgot who it was carrying the ball. Didn't even really dodge him. He just was like half <laughs> right. a sidestep and. And, dude right. and and Jackson like <laughs> threw his body. He looked like when uh, Henry threw um, um, oh, Josh Norman. Josh Norman. That's what he looked like. But he did it to himself. Right. I'm like, bro, get oh, in front of the guy, man. break down, and wrap him up and right. tackle him. Everybody right. wants to lower the boom, bro. Nah. You are not Sean Taylor. Nah, you know what I mean. Buddy, you are not uh, is, Ed Reed. You are a, not Ray Lewis. That's a special level of DNA. Yeah, you you are not it. making it on hits of the week because they don't have that segment anymore. <laughs> Wrap the dude up. And 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 then yeah. when they, they immediately try to punch the ball out, I get it, yeah. right? If somebody else is there and they're to standing the dude up, yeah. you go ahead and try to rip the ball out. But you over there riding on the dude's back like a fucking horse, right. and you're trying to smack the ball out, stop it. Yeah, just take him down. Get him to the ground or push him out of bounds. That's Do right. something. Do Wrap something. your arms. Like, you literally get paid a ton of money, and you're going out there and you're whiffing. Yeah, it's not You're whiffing. Look. Tackle the dude. Keep your head up. Put your shoulder Wrap him up and take him to the ground. Please. 100%. That's all I'm asking. There like, you go. It's just ridiculous. It's <laughs> this team, man. I'm telling you, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I mean, our podcast is only going to get worse. I'm going to get fired up. I'm yeah, gonna, it's going to be bad. I'm going to get fired up. Let's I'm go. telling you. Oh, man. Let's I'm go. putting on the outro music. We're out of here, Marcus. <laughs> all over. right, man. Listen, this has been we episode out. 79. 79. This is Marcus and Eddie, the Average Sports Guys podcast. Be yeah. sure to head over to our website, AverageSportsGuys.com. Let's go. Uh, you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week. Next week. I'll be down in the dumps. Well, yeah. maybe not. I'm not picking us to win. I know we're not. And it can surprise you. This team is going in the track. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Yeah.